0: Welcome to the most nutritious hour of business talk all week. This is Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. The best-run businesses run SAP. Your host and moderator is Bonnie D. Graham. You'll hear from the innovators who have learned to use game-changing technologies to shake up the status quo and help move today's businesses in new directions. Now, here's Bonnie D. Graham.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you want to run with the game changers, you are absolutely in the right place. I can tell you with perfect certainty, we are here at SAP. SAP Sapphire, now 2017 in Orlando, Florida. Wrapping up on day three, May 18th, 2017. And we're coming to you live. We've got some really good topics for you. And we're going to be talking about what's making today's C-suite excited to go to work every day. It's a long word. It starts with a B, but I'm not ready to get there yet. We're going to talk about the buzz. The God Protocols is a paper written by Nick Zabo S-Z-A-B-O, if you want to look them up. Originally published in 1997. Let me read just two sentences. Then I'll tell you what the topic is. Imagine the ideal protocol. It would have the most trustworthy third party imaginable, a deity who is on everybody's side. Now, this is not a religious treatise, so don't anybody get upset about that. We are talking about blockchain. Zabo has been linked to the start of blockchain. We're going to talk about that. So we're going to position this as blockchain for digital innovation, all good in the life sciences industry. And I forgot to tell you why are we here in Orlando. Because this is where more than 20,000 business leaders have gathered to talk about innovation and digital transformation and intelligent enterprise and how to manage your content wisely and how to Give your customers delightful experiences and how to streamline your business processes. It's all happening here at Sapphire. And I have to tell you, one of the things I've been hearing from attendees over the past couple of days is that people are here talking to people. Companies are talking to customers, talking to users, partners are talking to partners, alliances are being formed, people are starting new business communities to collaborate and talk to each other, trust, communication, investment in a shared future. So we're really happy to be here. So let me introduce my panelists. You may have seen two of them on one of our other sessions recently, but we have a newcomer. Let's start with my first guest. It's Ryan Verubatla. Perfect. Did I get it? He's still the Global VP of Emerging Technologies. At a, this is your third time with me.
2: Uh, delighted to be We're here. Deli-
1: let's, have, let's have the shake. We'll do a fist bump with the others. We have in the middle chair Tony Klimas, K-L-I-M-A-S. He's a partner at EY, Ernst & Young, and Global Finance Practice Leader Tony
0: It's great to be here. Ah, we reached. Look at the reach. Look at the reach. You know,
1: the long long arm of Tony Clement. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Tony. We'll be talking a little bit about what EY is doing today. We have EY on many of our Game Changer shows during the year, and we always appreciate the thought leadership you all bring us. So thank you, and nice to meet you. Happy to be here. And thank you. And Sean Broderson, you're back, and you're still the HCL Global CTO of SAP Enterprise Digital. Did I get
3: it right? Uh, You you did, and hopefully nothing changed in the last couple of hours. No, you're losing your
1: voice. So am I. I, am, I think this yes. is our 99th interview in 12 hours, but we're still going strong. So, Ryan, you're responsible for giving me the quote. We usually have a quote that has a mm-hmm. a, a, a subject and a verb and goes somewhere and has a, and makes people smile. And we're talking about God protocols. That's why I said to our listeners, this is not a religious topic, but mm-hmm. when, when Nick Zabo was talking about what he Mm -hmm. positioned as blockchain, he talks about that deity who was on everybody's side. Some religions say their deity is, but we're talking about blockchain. So talk to me. Let's position this, and then we'll talk to Tony, and we'll talk to Sean.
2: Absolutely, Bonnie. The age-old problem whenever you get information or internet between companies or between entities is how do you transmit that information safely, Mm -hmm. securely? And how do you know the information you're getting is trustworthy? Mm -hmm. It's not tampered with. It's actually coming from the source. And it's the reverse of the problem to the receiver. There is really no good way to vouch for the authenticity of the information Mm -hmm. and also the fact that it's coming exactly from the source, untampered, even if there are multiple steps in the chain. So this has been an age-old problem. Mm -hmm. Nick Zabo who I really like, wrote a great paper in 1997, mm-hmm. 1998. It got published widely, where he said, you need almost a protocol that everyone accepts. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a God protocol. okay, An overarching protocol that connects everyone to everyone very securely mm-hmm. and is trustworthy, and it's something that you can bank on. So that was almost the origin of the blockchain idea. It almost took 10 years after that when Sakamoto came up with this whole concept of Bitcoin and Mm -hmm. cryptocurrency. But the fundamental premise of having one good algorithm, a protocol that everyone can trust, Mm -hmm. where you can have, this is where the deity comes in, everyone can make a leap of faith. Yes, That is what is Nick beauty. That's the reason why I really like what he did. It was a small paper, but it was quite revolutionary for his time to even think about this overarching algorithm.
1: And and Ryan, I want to tell you that I did Google it and I came up with, it's actually at the Satoshi Nakamoto Institute. That's mm. the website and the paper is The God Protocols by Nick Zabo, originally published, and it has really cool diagrams. So you could just, <laughs> you could read it, you could add a lot of text and a lot of references. Big bibliography. Tony Clemas at EY. So happy to meet you and uh, Tony, tell us a little bit about what EY is doing today and Blockchain, what does it mean to you in your work?
0: Well, so, so blockchain is very important to me in my work since my part of EY is very focused on CFOs and the finance function. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, it's very, I think, interesting um, that blockchain has gotten its start within the cryptocurrency world, right, with mm-hmm. Ethereum and Bitcoin and mm-hmm. and some of these things. But the reality is it's actually much, much more than that. And when you start to really study it and understand that within a distributed ledger secured by a blockchain, You can store information about anything. You can store information about assets, about property. Really? Um, You can store information um, Mm -hmm. that two counterparties can, can then transact on, and they can do so in a secure fashion. And so I think the... The challenge, and when we talk to CFOs about this, this is often the the discussion we have to have, is how do you think about this in a much broader way? Mm -hmm. How do you determine what transactions you can actually secure in a distributed ledger using blockchain? Mm -hmm. And how can you then drive business benefit? And so a lot of the work we're doing today at EY, with our clients, with our CFOs, is understanding different applications of blockchain and distributed ledgers and how those can be used to actually generate value for the finance function. So that's that's why it's great that we're talking about what gets CFOs excited yeah. because they're all about trying to be better business partners and, and mm-hmm. generate value. And we feel this technology, once they understand what's really here and what's possible, is going to do just that. So it's, yes. a, it's very exciting, and maybe we'll talk about some of those applications. We will. This, I'm going to uh, ask you here. for
1: use cases, but I want to yeah. make a comment. We we have a one series called Financial Excellence with Game Changers. It, it just recently went on hi- hiatus, but we still talk about finance on various Game Changers series. And I know that the 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 pro- product, or the way it's it's uh, progressing in in finance and CFOs departments, is that they're no longer just the keeper of the spreadsheet, the closer Absolutely. of the books, mm-hmm. the burner of the midnight oil with the eye shade and the green lamp. They are now the stewards of the business, they're leading the business forward, they're informing the strategy for the business. Am I right on all of that?
0: Yeah, I mean absolutely. I was lucky enough to present here at Sapphire the other day around something we call agile finance, which Mm -hmm. is sort of our vision for finance in the future. And it's very important for CFOs to get the back office right, to you know, produce the books and and keep things under control. But the place they add value is by unlocking the information and getting insights into all the data that's being produced. And, And so that is really where CFOs are focused. And in fact, You know, blockchain and distributed ledgers are going to allow them, I think, to spend more time focused on unlocking data, which is which is why they get excited about it, because it's going to take a lot of the transactions and things that happen in the general ledger and and really secure them Mm -hmm. and put them on autopilot. And, And that's very exciting because I think they're going to be able to focus on other things that are maybe more value added.
1: Are they a little scared about taking that leap of faith while they're being absolutely. excited about it? Absolutely.
0: You have people who have feeling. spent their, their whole lives worrying about keeping the ledger under control yeah. and now they have a consultant telling them that it's going to be distributed among many parties. I and,
1: had to ask. It's secured by, by cryptography. We only tell the truth here. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. I kind of snuck that in on you, but I had a feeling. So they're not awake at night from fear, but they are excited because of what consultants like EY are telling them is, is the future and will help their business. Sean Brodison, you've been so patient. You're down there. So Tell us a little bit about HCL and, and what what is blockchain to you?
3: Yeah, thanks honey for the opportunity to come back. <clears throat> uh so, HCL is an IT services company, provides uh, infrastructure, VPO, um, engineering services, and application services. My role is uh, sits in the SAP practice, leading digital transformations for companies specifically around the SAP architecture. And I think what's exciting right now is the inflection point that we find ourselves in, uh, both from a broad technology perspective, but equally in the SAP ecosystem. We do some stuff around finance and blockchain, but my particular interest is how do you apply that to the digital supply chain? How do you solve problems within the supply chain? Um, and I think it's it's particularly exciting because it solves things like track and trace issues in mm-hmm. pharmaceuticals and life sciences, or there's some immediate low-hanging kind of uh, use cases for <clears throat> for adoption tamper uh, mm. uh, 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 t- solutions as example uh, solutions for literally tracking everything from raw material mining mm-hmm. through to consumption of pharmaceutical uh, warranty management uh, and, and and understanding you know the life cycle of a, of a of an asset that's moved through the value chain actually tying the supply chain the digital supply mm-hmm. chain to the financial supply chain mm-hmm. also can occur right there in the blockchain in a distributed trusted way so um, I think it really has the opportunity to transform so many levels of the of the business the biggest challenge that we have today is getting businesses to conceptualize how do i apply this and uh and have that first take that first step with us
1: Thank you. Uh, Pharma, I know, is a very highly regulated and very, it's global. There are so many issues, FDA in the U.S. and where are drugs coming from when people are buying them outside. Tamper Proof, you mentioned that as well. I'm I'm very intrigued. I have to, I'm going to go to Tony for a second. Tony, you mentioned you're going to give us some use cases. I didn't know that blockchain was for tracking assets. I thought it was just for monetary Mm -hmm. exchanges. So I think everybody would really like to hear more about how blockchain is being used. Would you tell us a little,
0: please? So we're working on a lot of things right now. And in fact, some of these things we're working on with clients, which is very exciting that we're actually mm-hmm. not, it's not just theoretical, it's actually real stuff that's happening. And so we have projects underway where we're using the blockchain uh, in intercompany accounting, for example, which has mm-hmm. always been a process that sort of has a lot of wasted effort. I know uh, many years ago before consulting, I worked in industry, I managed a team of intercompany accountants who basically spent all their time solving useless arguments between people that work for the same company, right? I mean, that was basically their job. So, uh, so that's one area. I think another area that's very interesting is budgeting, mm-hmm. because one of the things you can do with blockchain and distributed ledgers is actually build intelligence into your ledger. So you can create a, a ledger that knows that it can spend certain kinds of money on one category and another. Mm-hmm set of money on another category and then actually have your budget be somewhat self-aware and tracking itself as you as you incur expenditures a smart, right? budget. So a smart, smart budget okay so in fact maybe we're going to coin that phrase in trademark i, I think we just did breaking news you heard <laughs> it first we smart are budget. changing the game so, smart budget so okay you're not going
1: to partner on the look the for cop- that we'll
0: pay you a royalty when we do that i'll share oh. it with so. you okay thank you very much. so that's a, much. that's another area and then of course I, i'm very excited by the uh, the reporting Possibilities, uh, especially some of the external um, possibilities, I think what we 're going to see in the future are companies that start to make their ledger more transparent and more open to the uh, the public and and the, and the you know the fact that it 's secured um, is going to make it so that they can control what the public sees, but I think you 're still going to see people pulling back the uh, the veil more we 'll get away from the uh, the quarterly guidance and sort of talking with the street and it 'll become more a chance of investors and the general public being able to go in. And I think this will will actually change the relationship between business and the general public, which is actually kind of exciting um, when you think about the positive impact that can have sort of socially.
1: Opening the kimono comes with risks. So who's going to decide how much information gets exposed or transparent?
0: Yeah, this is always the, uh, you know, and of course, CFOs are, are by nature a very conservative uh, oh, yes. group of people. Yes. And so I think, um, I think it'll take some leading edge thought to, to make that happen. And I think you'll always have a need um, to have, you know, have controls. And, and, but that's actually yeah. one of the advantages of, of blockchain and mm-hmm. the distributed network is it, it is encrypted. It is controlled okay. and it's and it's decentralized, so everyone in the network can see every transaction and understand what's happening, which is really one of the values of this uh, this technology.
1: The deity who is on everybody's the, the deity, D- deity, D- D- exactly. deity D- is on everybody's side. Uh, Sean, tell me a little bit more about your thoughts about the expansive opportunities in blockchain, and, and just talk to us a little more about what you're doing.
3: Well, I think I can pull on what uh, what Tony said here about transparency and and, and that changing fundamentally the economy. And there's some discussion about creating a transparent economy that applies not just to finances, which is a use case I hadn't considered. That's pretty remarkable, mm-hmm. but. Um, Uh, Take that back into back into the supply chain. When when you as a consumer go to a store and you want to spend your money, there is more and more interest, especially by today's uh, youth, about Mm -hmm. what's the impact of the dollar that I'm spending. Yes, Mm -hmm. you know, is it is it part of the farm to table movement? Has it been Mm -hmm. sustainable? Is Mm -hmm. it right? What blockchain allows you to do in a supply chain is to have a trusted, immutable Mm -hmm. documentation of that, so you can combine IoT data in the blockchain Mm -hmm. with authentic, authentic, (coughs) pardon me, authentic data from everyone that interacted with that supply chain from the original materials being mined, created, manufactured, distributed, redistributed, right? all the way out to consumption. And so you can have somebody with, a, with an app, as an example, scan a, scan a tag in the store and completely validate where that product came from. Therefore saying, I'm okay, you know, voting uh, right. my economic dollar to spend that here. So it's, it, that is the, the transparent economy.
1: Interesting. Mm-hmm. And we talk very often about millennials changing the game in terms mm-hmm. of what kinds of companies they want to work for, not just who's going to hire them, but hey, I want a company that has a social conscience, yeah. that's doing social good, that's sustainable in some form, whether it's helping a community, whether it's lowering a carbon footprint, whether it's helping people uh, pull themselves up by the bootstraps, education, a company that is out there making the world run better and making society better. So it sounds to me like a company that is using blockchain for what you talked about would be an attraction for... Younger employees Absolutely. and older employees who are getting the message hello, yes. so yeah. is that, that another advantage?
3: Uh, that, that's exactly it. Ryan gave an example earlier about a coffee company, I think kind on of an earlier show Yes. Right. yes. and um, you, you know they, they audit uh, where the beans come from, what the grower's yes. life is, how they're treating their workers, but that audit occurs once every five years ish, right, depending yes. on the company that's performing the audit. Well, with a blockchain, that audit is every day. Every time mm-hmm. car- coffee has been harvested, every time a plant goes into the ground, yeah. you can extend that to identity management using another blockchain that validates the authenticity of the workers that are there and the way that they're being treated. And it's, a, it's immutable. It's transparent. It's, a, it's immutable. It's trusted.
1: So that mean you wouldn't have to do all your research on the internet and say, "Oh my God, I've got five sources that say this coffee really was grown in, in a fair trade uh, field, yeah. uh, five that say no, that's a lie, three that say uh, you know somebody made the story up." So if you use blockchain, then is you say it's immutable, right? <laughs> Now, Tony, question. Uh, this may be a very controversial question. You don't have to answer it. We, we didn't rehearse this. <laughs> is, is being able to see more about a company's business and what they do, is this going to change how we relate to the stock market, our investments? If we know more directly through blockchain, and if that kimono is opened just a little bit more, will it help us make investment decisions?
0: Yeah, I mean, absolutely, right? I think there's, um, I'd have to check the source, but there's data that shows pretty clearly That when a publicly traded company surprises investors, right, Mm -hmm. they have a very negative impact. I believe it was something around four percent of their of their capitalization is lost in the sixty days immediately after some surprising news. Right. Sometimes
1: it's a good surprise, and it still goes down. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because people
0: want to have confidence in companies, and they want they want to feel good about what they're doing, and they want to know that you know they're not going to have surprises. Right. Surprises are usually a bad thing in in investing. So, so the uh, the ability to secure your your ledger. Produce reports that are sort of verifiable, more transparent. I think is ultimately going to create value within the financial markets because of the fact that there's going to be more trust in the financial markets, right? And certainly, a, a, you know, a firm like EY, one of our, you know, our assurance businesses, is a fundamental part of that that trust as well in the in the market. So it's actually, mm-hmm. I think, something we're very interested in in ways that we can create more sort of trust and validation. And ultimately, there's a benefit for everybody um, because you have less financial surprises, less stocks yes. crashing 4% in 60 days. And, you know, if you do the math on that, it can be a lot of money when somebody surprises the uh, the market. Oh, yeah. Thank yeah. you for
1: answering that. I wasn't sure you were going to because I thought maybe it was too controversial. Ryan, I'm going to let you wrap this up uh, sure. and, and just a little bit about your thoughts about blockchain and life sciences. And then I'm going to ask the three of you. You've already answered, you have, but we're going to go through it again. From where you traveled to get to sapphire yeah. and how many sapphires you've attended, so you know your answer, you you can think about it, Tony. So Ryan, just a quick wrap up.
2: Absolutely. First of all, uh, great examples from our panelists yes. on on the different use cases. Uh, the key message here is we are working with our partner ecosystem. To create a number of very exciting use mm-hmm. cases.
1: They are exciting.
2: Absolutely. Just to extend on the smart budgets concept, there is smart contracts. I said it first. <laughs> right. There you
1: go. I said it first. Royalty. <laughs> <laughs> write that, write that <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So, go ahead. You're going to be no, walking
0: no. through an airport and you'll see the ad campaign. And, <laughs> <laughs> I said that first.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's a campaign. You Thank you. Go ahead,
2: So, uh, same concept smart contracts, where you can automatically uh, make sure the contractual terms mm-hmm. are being met. 10% reduction, say 10% discount or a million dollars. Well, you can put in an algorithm which says as soon as you hit that and purchase mm-hmm. out of volume, the system automatically gives you that discount. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. there are many such examples. There is trade financing where blockchain can be useful. Mm-hmm. I think this is a technology that has a lot of potential. This is our firm belief and our partners are with us. And we think in the coming years, blockchain is going to add tremendous value to our customers.
1: It's exciting and we're glad to have the three of you. And now it's time for the question. Where did you travel from to get here? Palo Alto. Palo Alto and how many Sapphires?
0: Uh, this is my 11th Sapphire.
1: 11th, not too bad. Tony, how many so times I, have you been here? Where'd you come from?
0: So I came from New York. I'm based out of our New York office. And okay. uh, I think this is my fifth or sixth. I'm kind of, I kind of
3: lost track, but.
1: Okay, that's a good number. And Sean, remind me.
3: I came from Columbia, South Carolina, and I think this is my 13th Sapphire. Okay,
1: I have breaking news for the Whip. three of you. We had somebody who came in with 24 Sapphires and somebody with 26, and we gave them both. I think that's going to be our capper for the the winner of the non-official, no prize intended, but we sure want to know how many people have come to Sapphire so many times. So we had a 24 and 26 worth a tie. So I want you to all look at the camera, wave. I'm going to do our call to action. Fasten your seatbelt. What are you waiting for? Go out and be just like Brian, just like Tony, just like Sean. Be a game changer today. The world is waiting for you. Everybody wave. Bye-bye.